Bennett, Corso, and Catone. Listen, I did, I did, well, listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up to Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England feel, Corso and Catone. Welcome in to Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso. Catone is here. Joe is in the booth, and you're with us watching on YouTube, listening on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or hey, wherever you podcast, you can hear us. You can hear us live on Podbean and uh, Heated Hotline, 855-313-PATS. Give us a call 24-7. Anything's on the table. Have a take. Joe's going to pick the one he likes the best, and uh, let's hope that one's yours. So 855-313-7287. Got a good show today. In uh, Weekly Rewind, we're going to go back, look at Super Bowl 57. You know, some of the good, bad. It was an exciting game right up until the end. We'll talk about that. And uh, we're going to hear from one of you in the nation and heated hotline. And, of course, Catone's comments. You don't want to miss that. Stick around for that. And B's and C's as the Celtics go into the break and the Bruins come out of their break. We're going to talk a lot about that. So, gentlemen, are we recovered from the Kansas City Chiefs uh, championship, gentlemen? Yeah. Well, can, can I just say something? I no. hate Travis Kelsey. They need to stick a sock in his mouth and shut him up. Right? I do agree with that. <laughs> he, you know, he stole the damn interview oh, he's from Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, that, that, well, did you, you know. hear him at the parade talking yesterday? Oh, you watched the parade? No, I didn't watch the parade. They were playing Joe. clips of it on the radio, so I just heard it while I was driving in the car. I, I wouldn't watch it. My, Joe, he's watching the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. You know what? Maybe you just move to Kansas City then. You know, go take in the parade over there. No, I didn't watch the parade. He's, he's, just, he's a jerk. He's, he's, he's a jerk. Last amount of NFL juice there is. <laughs> we say, listen, you know, we... We've been saying it all along. Was that game, uh, I don't know, several years ago when the Patriots won the Super Bowl? We went to Mark and I always go to that Thursday night flag game. raising. And um, they play they play Kansas City, and that's the one where Hunt Hunt had the huge game, but Kelsey did all the you know, he didn't have a game at all, ran his mouth all friggin' night long. Because yeah. Belichick does what he normally does and took him out of the game, remember? Yeah. But. Which nobody else seems to be able to do, which is mind-boggling to me, but that's a whole other issue. We'll get into that when we analyze the Super Bowl. Well, we're going to do that right now. We're going to get into Weekly Rewind when Joe is ready. Let's have it. <laughs> going back, back, going back through the week. About a Weekly Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> So 38-35 is the final uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, defeat the Philadelphia Eagles. And and what was a, to me, that was a good game. I mean, you know, it was exciting to watch. A lot of different things went on in the game. Um, good, bad, ugly, all of it. And, Ripped up um, all kind of tickets, that's for sure. We'll get to that <laughs> in a second, too, you know. They took it on the damn chin, you know. But, um, but yeah, no, it was an exciting game um, right up until the end. Obviously, yeah. we're going to talk about that call. But looking at Kansas City um, and what everybody's talking about right now and Patrick Mahomes, you know, he got the MVP was the first one since 99, I believe, in Kurt Warner, where he got the league MVP and the Super Bowl MVP. And that was the last yeah. time it was done. I mean, he was good. You know, he, played he, he well. was good. He was good. Listen, he was good, and 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 you know, especially with the ankle, and they rolled the ankle over again, and and when he did it, and then he comes back in the second half, you know, and I said to you, Chris, I said, this is Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger would lay on the ground like he died, and then he'd get up and throw a touchdown pass, right? Right. Like, yeah, that was. That's it. what it's starting to be like. Yeah, Willis Reed. You know. Yeah, Willis but- Reed. But yeah, no, I mean, in the second half of that game, I mean, and you and you I gotta were give talking credit, Chris. Yeah, we uh, thought Philadelphia was going to run away with that game, you know, did. judging from the first half. And but his numbers weren't gaudy. I mean, he threw for what, like 21, 27, 182 yards, something like that. The three touchdowns I get, but two of the three were just comp- the one to Tony and the one to um, 
the other one. It, it Tony complete, and uh, Sky Moore. Sky Moore. The complete busted coverages. Guys were just standing there wide what open. What happened was they were, they, were, they were disguised jet sweeps, but they didn't go through with the jet sweep. So they took... You know, they, they they went up to the line on Sky Moore's, and then he pivots and turns and acts like he's gonna block. And then when the ball snapped, he acts like he's gonna. And then he slips out, and and I don't know what the corner read, but because he yeah. stopped for a second, like he was gonna block, he just froze, and Sky Moore was wide open. It looked to me like they were in man coverage, and when Sky Moore came across the formation, they you could see he the the defender was going with him. And then he, yeah. boom, he stops, comes back in motion, and this ball snapped. And now he's wide open because that defender is getting caught up now in all the other stuff. And, and on the other touchdown with Tony Chris, it was the same thing. It was just on the opposite yep. side. He ran the same thing. Right. Which means Andy Reid had a good game. That's what that means. Yeah. Andy yes. Reid had a fantastic game. Let me tell you that he outcoached, especially in the second half. The yeah. second half of that game. The defensive, well, the defensive coordinator for for Philly got 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 his lunch eaten for him. I mean, okay, well, Chris, it, it so, was yeah. So the other night, right? I, I, they, they, there was nothing on, so I'm playing around the channels, and you know me, I'm a degenerate, so they're showing the replay of the Super Bowl on on, you know, the NFL Network. So the opening drive of each half, Chris, Kansas City scores on, right? Well, the opening yeah. drive in the first half, if you go back and watch it. Philadelphia is in, in cover two, the entire possession. Why are you playing cover two on Mahomes? They don't got Tariq Hill anymore. Why are, you in, why are you playing cover two? And first of all, explain to our viewers, first of all, what cover two is, but then why are you in that all the way down the field? It's a safe, it's a safe zone coverage. So basically what you, what you have is you have two safeties. Both of them are sitting on the, the hash the hash marks deep, and then each of them are responsible for half the field, basically, as deep coverage safeties, you know, to make sure nothing big gets by them, which against Kansas City last year, I that could see been a it. Good, that would have been, I could see it, Because yes. you got Tyreek Hill running running those deep, deep crossing routes, and you need you need that kind of coverage. And basically what you do with your corners is you pull them, you pull them up and you play a little bump off on the, uh, on the two wideouts and they basically cover underneath, along with linebackers across zone coverage. That's that's cover two. And against today's Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, I'm with Mark. I don't I don't understand why they stayed in that, why they just continue to stay in that. Because if you noticed, they didn't go down the field. They didn't throw down the no. field. And uh, well, and Hardman didn't much. play. Hardman didn't play either. So he's the only other guy that maybe you would play some cover two to protect against. So he's not there. They no longer have Tariq Hill. I, to your point, Chris, the coaching. What did? What was the defensive game plan? Yeah, you know, we talked about it um, last last Saturday. Um, what would have to happen for them to win this game? On defense, and I told you that the two guys they got to take away are going to be have to be Kelsey and Pacheco, and they didn't take either one of them away. <laughs> Not, at least one of them, at least Kelsey and Mark. I, I to me, it's it's look. You say what you want about Belichick, okay? But that guy, he has the formula for that team. He's got the formula for that Kansas City team and how he handles them. And you know, I just don't see. No, I watched it with. Cincinnati now, I saw it with Philadelphia. And who's the other team they played? Same kind of thing that, that played them scared. You know, that's basically what those quarters, Jacksonville, they played them very scared. They, you know, like to, to not get beat. And, and and that's just not how you can play Kansas City because the kid Mahomes, you know, he's built in a way that he'll, he'll, he, his, he's multiple facets to his game. Yes, oh, he yeah. can get out, but he's shown us now, and especially against Cincinnati that he can sit in the pocket and read the defense. And this year, more than any other year, he takes what the defense has given him. And that, you and know, that, he, and he, that's he, an addition like, to his game. Yeah. And yeah. that's an addition to his game, Chris. He didn't always do that. And now he's getting a little bit more mature. I think he adjusted without having, you know, Hill. And, and yes, but, and Chris, as you said, in the Super Bowl, 
Kelsey was just sitting in his zone, going in, finding the open spot, finding a spot. So frustrating. Sitting there, and he threw it to him because of the coverage that they were playing. So and Pacheco, you're there right, Chris. Pl- you, you know, you said if anybody watched us Saturday, we previewed the game. Chris said, listen, two guys, got to take them out. Kelsey, Pacheco, or at least one of them, you said, Kelsey, I take out and see who else can beat you. And they didn't either. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 it, and they got away with it. You know, they got away with it for the most part in the first half. Um, yeah. You know, and people are looking at, well, you know, Hurts to take the ball off his knee. That's what they, that's not. Look, the defense, you allow 24 points in the second half of that game, Philly. You deserve yeah. to lose. Look, look, here's the thing. They, 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 they ran a play. It was three. And you and I were on the phone for this one. It was three by one. So it was a spread look. Three, three receivers yep. to one side, one receiver to the other. Now, the you know, you number them from the outside in, right? One, two, three. So the third receiver in next to the line of scrimmage is Kelsey. And that's what Andy Reid does. He puts him by formation. He gets him open. Yeah. You know, he puts people in motion. He drags guys away from him and things like that. Chris, well, see, wasn't there I... literally nobody in front of him? He just got yeah, well, off the line? So to start to begin, they, they, get to the, they get to the line, and I'll try to do this quickly. Um, their defensive edge, they're, they're Reddick, right? They're Russia, yep. they're, they're edge Russia. Yep. Okay. So he, he's kind of head up on them. That's how close to the, to the tackle, um, Kelsey was he's head up on him. And now you see him start to inch to that wide nine technique to rush, to come rushing toward my home. Okay. So you see him inch towards the line of scrimmage, inch a little, you know, inch towards the interior. Now Kelsey's standing there with nobody over him. Nobody. So it's not like a safety kind of came down and a little linebacker was going to shift over and get heads up on him. Now, and was, bump some, him but, but Chris, the line. was somebody supposed to do that? I don't think so. They just missed assignment? What, no, I don't think so. I, I think that was the defense. And, and, and I said it to you. I said, this, this ball's going, this ball's going to Kelsey right now. He's just going to, he ran five yards. It was like third and second and eight, third and eight. He brought five, six yards turned and the ball was at him. Mahomes read it. I mean, you know, high school kids can read that. And so to me, when I looked at it, Mark, and I and I'll, I don't mean to be long-winded about this, but you asked me what the hell happened to them on defense. And the bottom line is you go zero. This is if I was defending that team and I could be dead wrong. What the hell do I know? I'm sitting here with you talking on this thing, you know. I go zero look, which means I bring everybody up to the line of scrimmage on defense. I put everybody in a gap. I get two two linebackers on the edge, a defensive end, whatever it is. I take my defensive backs and I play man. Okay, everybody t- man up on somebody. Okay, and I take the one safety, Mark. I, I maybe bring nickel out on the field and I bring five defensive backs. I man up on all of them and I take two guys and I get man coverage on Kelsey. That's it. Yeah. One guy's going to jam him at the line, and the other guy's going to come right down on his top shoulder, right down on that upfield shoulder where they can just stay with him. Okay? And now pressure's coming from different places to contain him and also to contain Mahomes and also to make him get rid of the ball quickly. And now you don't have Kelsey sitting in that little zone going through the lanes of the zone, and, and, and Mahomes is kind of just throwing it through a lane and Kelsey's easy. It's easy pitch and catch. You do that stuff. That's the stuff Patriots did to them. You do that stuff against them. Chris, I, I much find different it hard result. to believe that nobody else is doing that because, in other words, like yeah, you Yeah, because I'm so dumb and these people are professionals. Hey, I'm with you're you, not man. Dumb. You should be on somebody's staff. You should be on somebody's staff. <laughs> yeah, but listen, Chris, you mentioned the fact that Reed puts him in different formations to get Kelsey free releases. Okay? So, the Eagles... The one thing I noticed, and I told you this when we were on the phone during the game, the Eagles yeah. stay, Chris, with that four-man front and don't deviate from it. Like, no. they just kept rushing those four guys. They rotate in guys to keep the four, the front the four, the front of four guys fresh. They got depth there, but that's all they do. There's no disguising blitzes. There's no, there's no creative packages bringing pressure. None of that, Chris. They just rush the four guys. And, and, yeah. and Mahomes figured that the offensive line held up. Listen, they had over 70 sacks playing that. They set the record during the regular season. So, yes, they're good at it. But I got to give the Chiefs, Joe Tooney, and that line credit, Chris. They held firm. They figured out how to protect him. 
And Philly did nothing different. How do you not adjust at some point and say, okay, this isn't working. He's just picking us apart underneath. We got to do something else. He didn't. The the DC. Watching Philly all season long, you know, I agree with you to a point. They did different. That was not the same Philly front that I saw all season. There There was no pressure packages, twists, stunts, replacements, nothing wide nines, know. angles. There was yeah. none of that going on. What they basically did, Mark, was they nullified their two wide pass rushes by making them just contain, try to contain Mahomes, and then try to get some fresh push up the middle with the two interior linemen. There was never any other variety, and it was almost as if they weren't trying to press it closed on him. It was almost yeah. kind of like they were just sitting, and, 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 but they're playing zone behind it. And all he's doing is just finding the holes in the zone. I mean, those Mark, we said it all day. The passes were like five yard pass, ten yard passes, eight yard yeah. pass. That's it. Yeah. And guys, and then it was the then it was run after catch a little bit for some of those guys. But you're right, Chris. And and the thing that I also found interesting, Chris, was so based on what you just said, okay, Philly on offense, you said that's not what I saw Philly do all year. And they did the same thing on offense. And I know we're talking about defense. But when we get to the offense, Chris, there no, were no, things talk, that talk they about did. There were things that they would do with the two running backs all year long with Sanders and, and number 34. And they didn't do it in this game. How? how? Like, all of a sudden, now you're just going to put the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands. And don't get me wrong. Oh, Hurts yeah, played a great game. game. Hurts played a fantastic game. But, Chris, you would have made it easier and people talked about time of possession. Your time of possession would have been even more. And on some of those third down plays where you got penalties, delay games, and 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 you know, and, and then Kansas City got a little bit of a rush. They made them they forced him out of the pocket. If you ran the offense you would ran all season long, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So I, I don't even understand on the offense what they were doing, Chris. So you get you tip your cap to Kansas City. I mean, they played good. They you know they did what they had to do in the second half. That huge drive coming out of the locker room—that's what got it going. Even that drive, points, Chris. If you, you go know. back and look at the film, they were in basically a cover, a cover two again. It was they, it, it, they already gassed you in the first half coming out to stop the game. Why are you winning again? Yeah. So I mean, I want to give Mahomes all the props. I do, and you should. And and look, he's he's now he's one two. We talked about this. Two out of three. He's getting yeah, closer hey. and closer now. So fine. Okay. Let's talk about the call. Okay. 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 <laughs> so to set it up, basically, the everybody knows. Come on. I mean, if you watch the game, you saw the penalty at the end of the game. They call defensive holding. You yeah. know, with whatever a minute forty left. And yeah. what it did, it was on third and eight. It was an incomplete pass. Boom, yeah. there's the flag. It basically was like popping the freaking balloon out of that whole yeah. game, Mark. What would you think of that call? Was it holding by the, the letter of the law in the rule book? Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah, it was. However, if you look at the penalties, Chris, it's in the Super Bowl, historically, they swallow the whistle and they try to let them play. They don't call as many holding plays. They don't call as many pass interference plays unless it's flagrant, right? They really don't call them. And and so they let a lot of things go. I mean, there were several holding penalties that I witnessed on Kansas City and I saw them on, on Philadelphia. No, no flag was ever thrown. At that point in the game, Chris, mm. I don't think that that was flagrant. What he did, where you had to throw the flag. Did he put his hand on his hip? Absolutely. Did his hand touch his back? Absolutely. Did he spin him? Did he turn him? No. It didn't even appear Schmidt Schuster's progress was was stopped. The ball on top of it, I believe, was uncatchable. Even if Schmidt Schuster got off the line clean, he wasn't catching that ball. So right. I thought it was a bad call at that situation, part of the game. You haven't called it all game. You're not going to tell me that that had all game long. No, there was no penalties in the secondary. Of course, that was happening. Ne- right? Let it go. Let him kick the field goal, and now see what happens. Play the Super Bowl out. It was a smelly look. I mean, you know, they had a great, yeah. fantastic game. It would have been nice, and we had no horse in the race. But it would have been nice to no. see a finish, a good finish where Philly had a minute forty left. Let's see if they can go tie it up now with a field goal or win it even. Mark, look, it was a jerk route. 
where Schuster, uh, Schuster's um, Juju over there runs an inside route, stops, and comes back. Yeah, he grabbed the jersey just a little bit. But like you said, okay, let me tell you this. There were three post-snap penalties in this game. Three. All day. That was yeah, one of them. Yeah. And the other two were in the first half was a hands to the face and then another holding call. And all of it was against Philly, which means Kansas City played a perfect penalty free game. They, well, Chris, they committed no penalties. They did so like tell me said, NFL Chris, that you look at Kansas City playing, they did nothing wrong. Chris, like I said, I saw holding penalties on that offensive line for Kansas City oh. in replays. You saw it. You saw them holding. They didn't call it. Yeah. And Chris, my, my I point, want you, yeah. Wait, talk about refereeing. I want you to go back to the play where they 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 allowed Kansas City to get an extra look so they could challenge. When they called that when they stopped the play and oh. they said that they didn't give her enough time to get defense. I was I explain, was freaking so, so the rule is if you substitute as an offense, you have to give the defense equal time. And we're going to get the break and come back and we'll probably continue with some of this. But when when you when you substitute as an offense, you have to give the defense equal time to, to, to substitute. Fine. So Philly's going hurry. They're running because no huddle. They're running they hurry. Man, they They're, not a pass. They're not they substituting. Pass. That was a questionable pass, whether or not the guy toe tapped, the tight end toe tapped his foot down. Right. So they get to the line to hurry up, right? And they want to go hurry because they don't want to have anybody to take a look at it, right? So they go hurry to the line, no substitutions. All of a sudden, here come the officials. Oh, oh stop, stop, stop. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Meanwhile, replay, replay, replay. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. I had money on the game. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? What the hell is happening? Oh, you know, we, we had to stop to get them to read uh, bullshit. And then what, what happened, Mark? Here Andy comes the challenge. The flag. Flag. Here we go. There it is. That was that was ridiculous. But no, the, to me, the officiating was fantastic until that moment. You don't you just look. They had that play, that same penalty, the same two guys earlier in the game in the first half. It was a third and eight, and there were two holds on Philly, two on the outside receiver and the slot receiver, both coming across the middle. Bradbury and another another defensive back both pulled the jerseys. Smith-Schuster got up and was like, what the hell? Yeah, No flag. No. Did you notice on the the one they called at the end of the game that Smith-Schuster didn't get up and bitch about it? He wasn't complaining it, at all. It wasn't holding. Well, I, I'm not Stop. saying it wasn't, but and then at the end of the hey. game, they asked Bradbury about it. And what's Bradbury gonna do? He, he owned says, it. Yeah, I, I held class. him. Yeah, he was he class said, about him, it. I, so know. wasn't the coach. Coach yeah. was great. Coach was like, "Hey, look, that didn't come down to that game. Didn't come down to that." No. But they weren't. No, it for came the down call. to your shitty coaching. No, it did. That's right. And by the way, if you're an NFL player, you get the feel of how. Officials, uh, what the officiating is happening? They got, these guys are good enough to understand what now they can get away with what's being let go, and you're basing yeah. your play on that throughout the game. Now all of a sudden you pull the rug out from under them. Bullshit! That that was, I, I it, it took away from from the game. And know? Chris, how about how about the off? We're talking about Philly on both sides of the ball, right? So we talked about the offense with the OC, and we talked about the DC. They both get head coaching jobs. There you right? go. There you go. So I guess, you know, what the hell do I know, right? We're just sitting over here. <laughs> Joe, what do we know, right? I do know that well, we're gonna get the break. <laughs> that was based on their I guess that was based on their body of work for the entire season, right? But still. Yeah. So all in all, it was an exciting game. Uh betting betting wise, it didn't come out the way I needed it to. But you know, what else is what what else is new? But it was a good game to watch. It really was. Would have liked to see what would happen if Philly could have uh, brought that ball down. But, and we want to talk on the other side, we're going to bring up uh, Patrick Mahomes a little bit, talk a little Patriots. Um, but Weekly Rewind was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com, allow us to be your voice. Like I said, when we come back, we're going to talk some Patriots. Where are they now? And where does Mahomes rank, Mahomes rank in the uh, Brady discussion? All that and more right after this. 
It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England field. And uh, listen, we want to hear from one of you right now in Heated Hotline. Joe, are we ready for that? Sure, we're ready for a Heated Hotline. Would you, you know, Mark, he's so mad at me today, Mark. Joe's so mad. He's so angry with me. He gave me, he, he gave me a little uh, a coaching point at the beginning of the, before the show started. And I'm like, all right, Joe, we're fine. Let's go. Let's go. Joe's mad at me. That's it. Oh, he's going to make my sound. He doesn't get mad. He gets even, right? Yeah, there we go. We need a hotline, Joe. We allow it to stew and we wait for that perfect moment. Don't worry. It never goes away. I'd never forget. Hi, you guys. Uh, my name is Jen. I'm calling from Cranston. So, okay, I'm watching the Super Bowl, and it occurred to me that we are miles away from these two teams. We have no one that can do what Brown does for the Eagles or what Kelsey and Pacheco do for KC. It makes me sick how bad they have screwed this up. Who the hell is responsible? Thanks, guys. Who the hell is responsible, Jen? Jen, thank you for the call from Providence. We've heard from Jen Thanks, before. Jen. Uh, yes. we, we appreciate that. Mark, who the hell is responsible for this? Who do you think is responsible? The guy you love, Belichick. That's he drafts all these stiffs. You know, he's going to link me to that. I, I think to the end of time, Joe, it's going to be I my guy. And I deserve it. See, I deserve everything today. So, no, listen, uh, Jen, you make a great point. I like point. him. I like I like him. I like him, he says. I like and, and, him. And continuing with that conversation we just had about Mahomes now. You know, we broke down that game. But where where are we with this? Well, okay. Well, Chris, I think it's more not Where's even Mahomes. Mahomes. It's first. It's it's Hurts. Look at Hurts. Is Hurts that yeah. much better than 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 than, than Mac Jones? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, that, that that's your better comparison because that's the better Mahomes comparison, a, right? A, yeah, Mahomes, Mahomes is, is a special talent. He's he's yeah. he's the best in the league right now. So and, and look and at he's Hurts. out how to so, do it with all different ways. You know. Do you really think Hurts is that much better than Mac Jones, Chris? Or is it because of what they surrounded him with? No, I don't. I think he's more athletic. I mean, obviously, he he plays a he different is. type of game, you know, a different type of style. But no, I mean, I think Mac, I think given the same kind of talent, I think Mac Jones could have similar success. Now, you know, can he win a Super Bowl with A.J. Brown and, and Smith and, you know, the backs we have now? I don't know. I don't know. But... Mm. Neither could Hurts before he got this talent, right? No, nobody was no. putting Hurts at the top of the list. And the the caller mentions Kelsey, and she mentions uh, Pacheco, Pacheco. Yeah, right, Pacheco. And she mentions a few other people. Well, do do we have that talent? We, well, no. I mean, we don't have. Well, nobody has. Look, I mean, no one has Kelsey. Once Kelsey goes, you pointed this out on Sunday when when Kelsey goes. Kansas City's in trouble too because they're not replacing him. Just like we couldn't replace Gronk. You no, know? those are once in a lifetime talents where you 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 struck gold. You ain't getting a, a, another second, third, fourth round tight end that's going to be Kelsey or Gronk. You gonna you just like when we drafted Brady 199th. You, you hit the you 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 got the lottery ticket and 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 you hit Powerball and and that's what you got. The chances of that happening again are almost impossible. You know right. I mean? So, so where are they? Oh, do I think their yeah, tight are ends? Are, do I think their tight ends are good enough? I I do. I I think I think Hunter Henry. I don't think any you know blocking wise. I wouldn't say, but I think they're good enough. I think that the, the the running backs are certainly good enough. Neither one of us think the wide receiving core is good enough. We haven't thought that for the past several years. Even with Brady here, wasn't good enough. You know, no, he so, just he just he just propelled them. But no, the wide receiver room isn't good enough. The tight ends, Chris. 
You're right. I, I mean, Henry, he can play. He's not Kelsey, but I think he's good. And I think I think Bill O'Brien might be able to finally figure out what to do with John O. Smith. Yeah, and so so does the coaching. So we talk about where are they? Miles away, miles away. Joe, I now understand the title of the show um, <clears throat> from this caller. <laughs> <laughs> miles away. I mean, I think we could have, through context, understood, you know. But um, – yeah, I mean, they are miles away. So when you look at these teams on Sunday, this Philly okay, team so, and this so Kansas City if, team. So are they really miles away, Chris? You think? Or are they just <laughs> a few skilled, a few couple of play, you know, players away from at least being in the playoffs and maybe winning a game? I, I don't know. Maybe they are miles away from the Super Bowl. I don't think they're miles away from being better. But the Super Bowl, okay, maybe maybe that's a, you're probably right. That's a the problem. The problem is, is, is again, the Mac Jones conversation is you just okay. don't know what the hell the ceiling is anymore. So if you see Matt, if you get Mac Jones year one, okay, with, with better talent, then yeah, I think they can make deep runs in the playoffs. I think they can do some damage, but again, he's not going to, he's not going to elevate all these guys. Like he's not going to take guys and just make them better, make them completely hundred percent. He's not going to do that. You're going to have to give him that kind of talent. So, you know, they talked about um, and to say nothing on the defensive side. I think defensively, their defensive front is good enough. But I don't think – I think the line book back in college stinks. I think the interior of this defense stinks. They're not athletic enough. Okay, they don't have sideline to sideline guys. They're just but not Chris, good at – But, Chris, is, is, is Belichick ever going to get a sideline to sideline linebacker? That's not – his prototypical linebacker. He don't. He thinks they're too small. They're undersized. Those guys that go sideline to sideline don't fit his his portrait of a linebacker. So he's stuck in in another era, I think. So can you get back there with him as your coach? Because you're mentioning something that everybody's mentioning, Chris. The side, the the the, the sideline to sideline athletic linebacker, like. And a Kobe Dean, who you liked in the draft. Yeah. And listen, Philly would have been even or better this year. He got, he got hurt. Philly would have been even better if he didn't get hurt. Dean didn't play like the last six, seven games. They would have been better. Um, so I don't know, Chris. Those aren't the type of linebackers he drafts. He don't want those guys. He had three chances to take Dean. He don't want them. So well, he better he better because they, they they are miles away then if that's happening. And on the offensive side of the ball, it's the same thing. Now, this week you hear the rumors. You know, they're sniffing around at Debo Samuel, your guy. What do you make of that? It's about goddamn time. That's what I say. But no, Chris, seriously, do you really think? Well, first of all, it's going to cost you a first round draft pick. They're not letting him go. It's going to cost you a one, and it's probably going to cost you three, a three or a four on top of it, probably a three, because that's what it costs for A.J. Brown. I think they gave up a one, a three, and they might have even gave up a five. They gave up two or three picks, not all in the same draft. And it was over the course of two drafts, but that's what they gave up for AJ Brown. So yeah. you have to think to get Debo Samuel, you're going to have to give up something similar. And we know Belichick don't want to give up draft capital. Number one, number two, do you honestly think Kraft is good? So this year, Chris, he's on a team friendly deal. Yeah. The way they structured his extension, but the following season, you're going to pay him like $22 million, which for a, a number one top flight receiver, that's the going rate. But do you honestly think Kraft's going to pay that? Yeah, I don't know. Because, look, Kraft hasn't paid that in friggin' since he bought the team. He that's what I'm he saying. Hasn't, he hasn't gone into the pocketbook like he did two years ago. Look, I think we're at the point now. I mean, I just got my invoice. The, t the season tickets went up. I was just going to say um, that to you. Didn't they, they raise the prices on you? Yeah, they're trying to dangle free parking now in front of people. But... The prices went up. He's got to do yeah. something. I mean, he's not stupid. He's a billionaire. I mean, he, you know, he, he understands. I think if, if there was a year they would do it, this is the year. Right here. This okay. is the year. So, no, I think, and by the way, a first, a third, a fourth. Yeah, it's worth it. Do it. I do it in a heartbeat for Debo Samuel because he's the kind of guy he could do it all. He could fit any Well, system, you and I have team. talked about, you know, guys like Diggs and 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 Jamar Chase, and he's one of those guys. He could do it all. He's right. a number one receiver. Yeah. You and he'll he'll give you things you haven't had in this team in years. Um and, and yeah, a guy like so Hill, we don't 
That doesn't fit our mold. It's a, guy, no. a guy like Tyreek Hill doesn't fit what we do. It doesn't fit our quarterback. No. no. You know, you need a guy that but can Samuel move around. Samuel does. But Samuel does, and A.J. Brown does, and guys like this. So, And and the free agent market stinks. So, Mark, you brought up Jerry Judy, and yeah. we were talking about Debo Samuel. I do it all. Do it all. Because Judy, you can deal with the salary. You can you can restructure, do something like that. And even with Debo Samuel, hey, look, the cap is all nonsense anyway. You can yeah, figure out how Chris, to get under the cap. Isn't it funny that you and I, well, I brought him up, Judy, a few weeks back when nobody mentioned his name. Nobody. They must be listening yeah, to our the show. Uh, they must be listening to our podcast, something. Well, they should because be. now they're bringing up Judy. They should be because it's a great right? idea. It's a great idea. You put him back with Mac Jones. He's going to you get him on it first. You know, got to get him for it. Absolutely. Because you know why? We are the real deal. New England feel. And we're pissed off. That's just right. like, oh, you were pissed off out there. And that's what we need to do. And yeah, you're going to get him on team. For, you, you know, you're going to get him for a third round pick. Probably. It might cost you because, a second, maybe. Which is okay. That's fine with me. I'd rather have him than Hopkins or Allen or so any of these other guys. Chris, if you gave up the first round pick, say for a guy like Samuel, okay, so there mm -hmm. goes your first round pick. Everyone says you need a tackle in the first round. But this tackle's in free agency. So you could give up your first round pick for Samuel, dip into free agency and get your tackle. I still think Trent Brown with the right offensive line coach, I think Trent Brown can give you another year at tackle. You need another tackle. You dip into free agency and get a tackle. I think you can figure out your offensive line, Chris, by getting a tackle in free agency, adding some depth. Some A veteran comes comes across. You can fill in, uh, uh, draft some guys. I think you could make the offensive line better that way. You don't necessarily got to waste a 15 pick on a tackle if you've got to use it to go get Samuel. There's other and options. I think they're going to. Yeah, I think they're going to spend money. And and Mike Mike McGlinchey out of San Fran, that's the guy. That's the one guy to tackle. I would I would be looking for in free agency or okay. Orlando Brown. Those two guys. Um, the other guys I'm looking at, Tremaine Edward uh, Edmonds from Buffalo. Go get him at linebacker. Put him in the middle of that field. Go get See, Levante now that's David a guy Belichick, from Tampa what's, Bay. What size is he, Chris? I have is to look it up. Guy? I don't know. I don't know the size. You got to look it up because no, those I mean, he, guys he, he don't like. Sure, he's an extra large, or you know, somewhere around there. <laughs> there we go. There we go. The I know, but gallery. but again, he may not he may not like him. Okay, but right. you have to have him. A guy like David, you guy you liked in Tampa, Mark Levante yeah. David, the 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 middle linebacker, right? What I mean, you thought he could be a good fit, didn't you? I did, but he's going to cost you. He's older. He's older. So maybe you you he costs a little less, Chris, because he's older. He's only you know. He, but I think you could. He he's serviceable for a couple of years. I think he's better than what you have. He's certainly better than Bentley. That's for damn sure. Your buddy. Right. Yeah. So uh, you know. again, he he's by the way ends is uh, he's six five, um, two fifty. Okay, so he so, is. So Edmonds you know, is is a guy that he, he would take. That's his size. That's the size yeah, linebacker Belichick wants. So okay. those are the guys you need to be looking at. And the other guy, you look at Poyer. Get that safety out of Buffalo, too. Get that free Chris, agent. Chris, let me ask I mean, you this. Bill O'Brien. Okay. you maybe you, So maybe it's you're not adding Samuel. You're not bringing – say that doesn't happen. Maybe you bring in a couple of – maybe one or two little, little lesser guys, but they receive is whatever. You look at the way this team's constructed. We look at Mac Jones. Okay. Is – Bill O'Brien, that guy that's going to really fix this? Because he's kind of, when you look at him, Chris, yeah, he did some spread and, and, and some RPO stuff down at, at Alabama, but he's more on the traditional side, which is why I think Belichick likes him. Is he going to be the savior here? He's going to be better than Patricia. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Christ. But, I mean, yeah. you know, my dog could pick the plays better just by sticking his paw on his freaking sheet. Better than Patricia, but but is is O'Brien yeah, the savior? I I think he's the guy you had to have. He's the professional. He's okay. the guy that you needed for this kind of team. And I think he's since going to Alabama. I think he's I think he's changed a lot of his ways too. In the fact of coming to look, I heard Nick Saban the other day in an interview talking about you've got to change with the game. 
You've got to change with the game. It's what we've done, he said. And, and so so I have to believe that O'Brien's doing the same thing. He's the guy you needed to have. So we'll see. I don't know if they're going to get there with Bill like you either. I, I fear that they're just going to keep him around to break the record. In the meantime, we have to suffer, right, Mark? Well, yeah. Well, that's what Tommy Curran, who I, you know, I, I respect Curran, and I think Curran does have in he does have an in. And, and when he gets information, it's usually pretty accurate. He's saying that basically there is that that agreement between Kraft and Belichick. You can stay for two years to break the record and then you're gone and Bill's going to go. And that's why Jared Mayo refused to go on head coaching interviews because that so-called wink-wink was, it's not when he goes, it's he's going at the end of this that year once he breaks the record. So you got to sit for two and you're the head coach. It's not like McDaniels. I don't think McDaniels ever had, yes, it's definitely this year, McDaniels was just waiting and waiting. I think Mayo got a timetable. Two years, he breaks the record. It's your job. Yeah. Uh, he told me. Do you? Is that fair to us that Belichick's uh, being allowed not. to break the record? It's not. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. So stick around. We're going to be talking about this in the next several weeks and see what free agency does and, and what we like and who we like. So, Jen, thank you for the call. Heated Hotline was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. Hey, when we come back, buckle up. Catone's comments is next. Into Special Sauce Podcast, wherever you podcast. What's your special sauce? Time for Katone Cummins! So, we mentioned Patrick Mahomes, okay? Super Bowl MVP, League MVP. Chris mentioned first time since Warner did it back like in 99, maybe, right? He wins his second ring. Okay. What does that mean? Everybody's now saying he's the GOAT. He's the new GOAT. He's the GOAT. He's the what? Listen to me. Please, please listen to me. He's won two Super Bowls. I understand it. I get it. Great. He's got a long way to go before you call him the GOAT. He's not, at this point of his career, he's not Joe Montana. And I know that's going to make Joe happy in a booth because he loves Montana. He's no Joe Montana. I'm sorry. And he's certainly no Tom Brady. Listen, he's got two. He's got to get five more to be considered six more if he wants to break the record, but at least five more to be considered the GOAT. We talked about the fact that Kelsey's got a couple of years left. Andy Reid's already in his mid-60s. So your combination coach, tight end, he's not going to have the longevity that Brady had. He's not going to be here. He's not playing football when he's 40 years old. He's not. So he's not the GOAT. So this gen, this Colin Coward and all these idiots who are calling him the GOAT, listen, listen, cool, cool your Jets. He's not the GOAT. Is he a great quarterback? Yeah, he is. Is, is he, the, is he the, the best quarterback in the, in, the, in the NFL right now? Yes, he is. He can do a lot of different things. But there's a, that's a far cry from where he is now to being number 12. Because don't forget, number 12, Went into Arrowhead at 40-something years old, 42, I think, at the time, and beat him. Schooled him. He went to a Super Bowl and schooled him. In his 40s, he beat the kid. So I don't want to hear he's the GOAT when you couldn't beat a guy in his 40s. So I don't want to hear that nonsense. I don't want to hear it. The other thing that people are talking about is we're going to stay on this GOAT topic is just recently LeBron James breaks Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. So he's he's the n- number one scorer in the NBA. Hey, great. Good for him. You know, great accomplishment. Is LeBron James a great player? Absolutely. Is he probably a top five player in the NBA? Absolutely. People are saying he's the GOAT. Listen, there's one GOAT in basketball. It's number 23. And I know Chris loves LeBron James. He's trying to tell me one day, Chris is saying, oh, he's better than Jordan. He's better than Jordan, my ass. He's better than Jordan. Wake the hell up. Anybody that thinks that LeBron James is better than Jordan, 
because well, you don't know anything about basketball. That's for damn what? sure. First of all, LeBron James, for the last eight or nine years of his career, has basically been a point forward. That's what he's been. Whoever the point guard's been on this team, it don't matter. He's been a point forward, okay? And that's why Kyrie Irving left, uh, wanted away from him when he was originally with him in Cleveland. Now, all of a sudden, no one else wants Kyrie. Kyrie may end up back in L.A. But with him. But he, he's basically become a point forward, okay? He takes control of the ball. He runs it. He does whatever, runs the offense, whatever it is that he does. He doesn't play the same position as Jordan. So to make the comparison anyways is almost impossible. Jordan was a scorer and a defender. People forget he was one of the best defenders in basketball. He was on the all-defensive team year after year after year. But he was a scorer. He was unstoppable in a league that had different rules. It wasn't designed for you to be a scorer, and he scored. LeBron James is a crybaby. Oh, he's touched my wrist. He's fallen on the ground. He's 260 pounds. He's on the ground because somebody tapped him in the wrist. Are you kidding me? Give him a goddamn towel like a baby and wrap him up and put him on the bench. You know, I, I don't want to hear LeBron James is the GOAT. He's not the GOAT. There's one GOAT in basketball. It's Michael Jordan, and that's it, period. And if you ask the players around the league, the real players, not this new generation who never saw Jordan play. I saw Jordan play. I saw Jordan play for North Carolina. I watched it in 1982 when he hit the shot from the corner against Georgetown and Patrick Ewing's freshman year. And by the way, Eric Slippy Floyd was the god with John Duran for Georgetown. Yeah, I remember those guys. Not like these jabronis. They don't know, they don't know anything about anything. They just look at, oh, it's LeBron James because that's all they know. They don't know anything else. It's Jordan and it's Brady. End of story. Anybody who thinks differently, you're embarrassing yourself. Did you just say that I told you that yeah, LeBron on, on the show? Jordan? Joe's gonna pull the tapes. Joe's gonna pull the tapes on the show. You. I, 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 I'm gonna have to hear that. <laughs> I'm, Joe's I'm gonna, gonna have pull to the tapes. That because there's no way that I think. There was you never did. a better basketball player than – in fact, I think personally it's Jordan and then Russell than yeah. LeBron. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't say this last time. Russell has actually the most wins of any person, any person on earth yeah. of all, like, types of trophies and wins. Imagine. He's got the most. Gold medalists, all of them. That's him. Everything. So I also no, Mark, I, 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 I want to say this though, Mark, uh, on your point, what is it with calling KC a dynasty? I thought you had to win at least four Super Bowls to start calling any any club a dynasty. Why are they already starting to call them that? I don't understand. Chris, what do you think? I, yeah, look, you're right. You're right. There's nobody better than 23. That's it. I mean, that's it. That's it. And there's nobody better than number 12. Period. No, that's it. Come on. Listen, could Mahomes no, be there someday? Maybe. Not <laughs> look, now. Look, here's the here, here's how you have to look at it. Okay. You want you want to talk about Colin Cowell? This is all you gotta do. Call Kurt Show and say this to him. When you say number 12, you know who we're talking about, don't you? Yeah. When you say number 23, you know who we're talking about, don't you? When you yeah. say number 15, do you know who we're talking about? That's a good one. Wow. That's a good one, not, Chris. Not not really. So that's a good one. To me, it's uh, it, it it that's it. Bottom line, Mark, good, good stuff. You're right. You're a thousand percent right. It's pissing you off, and it should piss you off, and it should piss everybody off in New England because we're New England fans. That's what we do. That's what we are. <laughs> so Catone's comments was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice. Hey, when we come back. Gutting it into B's and C's. We want to talk about Celtics getting the break. Bruins coming out of break. Let's get to it right after this. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk 
with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. Hey, listen, uh, one of them's getting the break. One of them's coming out of break. Let's discuss it. B's and C's, Joe. Let's have it. So listen, uh, let's talk Celtics first. Um, Mark, because they're going into the break, and you know, I got to tell you, yeah, they won. They won against Detroit uh, the last game, heading into the break. They won big. Um, you know, I'm a little concerned about Robert Williams didn't play in that game. A little concerned. I know it was back to back with Milwaukee, but um, he went out in that Milwaukee game, and so let's see. Let's pay attention to that as they come out of the All Star break. Uh, but they went in uh, with the best record in basketball, went in strong. But let's talk about that Milwaukee game on Tuesday night. Because if if there was a question in my mind as to whether or not this is the best team in basketball, I think they answered that against Milwaukee, even though they even in a loss. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. I, I think they did, but they, they did. They showed that they used guys that they were using the bench basically to keep the game close and take them to overtime, right? Pretty much. I mean, you 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 had your three core guys out. Right. Four. So, yeah, I agree. With four. Four two. I, yeah, I agree with that, Chris. They, they definitely exhibited that. The only thing coming out of that Milwaukee game that ran its head again, and you've yeah. been bringing this up all season, is Mazzullo. Again, Mazzullo. Again, the timeout in that one possession there. Why isn't he calling the timeout? Especially when you don't have any of your studs out there. Why wouldn't you call the timeout? And you've questioned, Chris, in a big game, can this yeah. kid make the right decision, whether it's a timeout or something? That's my only thing I'm a little afraid of with him and with this team. But the, as far as yeah. them, the players, I think they got the best team in the league. But Missoula, I'm a little nervous, Chris. And you've brought this up well, all season. Well, look, when you're at full strength, when you're Milwaukee and you're at full strength, and they were at full strength, I don't want to hear anybody's nonsense. They yeah. were at full strength with Middleton. And yep. you got Hoff, you got Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart, and Hawford, four out of your five starters gone. You name a yep. team in the league that's taken Milwaukee to overtime. I agree with you, but I'll tell you this I, I gained a lot more respect for Missoula that night because it's showing me that he's got his locker room solidified. You know, they, yeah. they, they were operating as a unit. They're operating on the one goal, one idea, which is to win. And that seems to be the theme with this team. Guys like Blake Griffin, um, Hawford, veterans um, that have come into this team, um, uh, the guard that they picked up. Um, come on, Mark. Had a big few games. White and the oh, other bro one. Uh, uh, Brogdon, both have said, yeah. I've been in, we've been, Griffin said it, I've been in locker rooms before, a lot of locker rooms. This one's probably one of the closest tight-knit and professional one that we've been in. And you got to tip your hat to Missoula on that because it started like a mess with Udoka gone. And no, you know what? Did. I think he's coach of the year right now. They've removed the interim tag. So now he's officially oh, they did. the so head he's, coach. So he's officially the head coach. Okay. And he deserves it. I think he deserves no, he it. he does. But yes, hey, Chris. but you're right. Griffin also is chasing a ring. He's never had one, right? With all right. those years he's played. So, so you know, he's going to do what he's going to do. But you brought up Robert Williams, Chris, and that's another thing. So, Muscala, the guy they picked up at the, at the trade deadline, is playing well, and it was a good pickup. However, yeah. I did tell you that I was a little nervous that they didn't get a post guy because boards, now man. with Williams – you never know with Williams, Chris, if he's going to take and you're in a seven-game series and he can't play for a couple of games just because they got to rest him. You need some, you know what I mean? That's the only reason why I said maybe you could have used somebody that could play a little bit in the middle as well, yeah. not just a stretch guy. We'll see how that plays out moving forward. Rumor is now in the buyout market, Kevin Love could become available. Well, Kevin Love could give you some minutes under that basket because he's that type of a player. He's versatile. He can, he can play wing 
but he can play under the basket. He's somebody I would say, hey, can you give me seven, eight minutes a night or as a spot starter if we get a rest, Robert Williams? I know, you know, you got other offers, but you can win a ring here one more time. You want to go out a champion. You don't have many years left. You might be able to entice him if he's a buyout victim, and they think he may be. But I'm with you, Mark. I like the Muscala. I liked it when they did it. Uh, I, yeah. So far, it's 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 out of all the moves that were made, yep. that one's paying off the most so far. You know, yeah. Durant over there, it's another story. But in the East, that one's paying off the most right now because, again, he spreads the floor. He shoots that percentage from three-point land. He hits them. And, boy, the, the one thing uh, Tatum said when he said, I was watching the game the other night from the bar, he said, boy, we take a lot of three-pointers. But you know what? They make a lot of them, too. And they hey. got a lot of this team. Okay, and, yep. and 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 look, you could say we want him a Missoula. I don't know. He's got something going on there with Abby Chin. With eight, I don't know if they like each other at all. But he does those post game interviews, and he gets pissed and walks out. He's like Belichick. He, he's turning yeah. like Belichick. Those one word answers and so on. Hey, good for the kid from Johnston. You know, good, good for, for him. The kid exactly. Good for Rhode him. Island. Excellent. And uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I I think he's coach of the year. And again, he owned it about that timeout. He said it. He came out the next day and said. You know, with in overtime without the, the those guys on the floor, once he saw that it was 20 seconds, once he saw that the ball was not moving where he wanted it, he should have, boom, banged the timeout right there instead of leaving the game with two of them. So, you know, we'll see how they are coming out of the break, but they go in as the best team, and I really think – I would have loved, loved to see him beat Milwaukee in that situation. But to me, yeah, I would have too. Yeah, win all day long to see how yep. galvanized this team is. I am a little concerned before we get to the Bruins. I'm now seeing Tatum in some of these big games against big guys, big players, kind of go. He does other things. He's doing other things to win and to help them. But you need him to score and you need him to be the ace when you're playing against, uh, you know, Memphis and you're playing against you Milwaukee. Do. He's not doing that, is he? No, and that's something that we've always questioned with him, Chris. Is he that alpha male? I, I thought he was becoming the alpha male, but you still see some of that old Kevin, Jason Tatum in him sometimes, right? Yeah. So we'll see yeah. moving forward. We'll see. So 20, 20 or so games left for them, and uh, we'll see if they can race to the finish as the number one team. And on the other side, the Bruins, okay, going in, uh, coming out of the All-Star break, uh, they came out with a, with a win. They're beating the West Coast teams, the Western Conference teams, the best they have to offer, the Stars and so on. They're beating they're those beating. teams. Having some trouble in their own with Tampa with a little bit with Carolina, Carolina and those kinds of yep. people. Um, but I still think they're the best overall team. Um, and we still, you know, Mark and I have talked about those kinds of teams that give them problems. But looking at the the big thing right now is the trade deadlines, March 3rd. Yep. Some of the guys you, mock, right? That they look well, look, I mean, some of the some of the players that we're looking at right now, some of the names that have surfaced now, um uh, uh, Ivan Babashev that that from the Blues, and we should we should remember who that guy was because yeah, he's the guy that absolutely. got suspended in the in the Stanley Cup for knocking one of our I forget who it was, but he knocked one of our guys out, and yeah. he ended up getting suspended. But he's a banger. He's a forward. He's a left-handed shot. He's a guy. Something that can we play. need, Chris. Something we need. Absolutely. It, it, it would it would allow you, and he could play all three spots on the on a line. Yeah, and he's a banger, which you're you're gonna need against a Carolina or a Tampa. Yeah, so that's a guy that they're looking at that shouldn't cost too too much. Um, and then there's you're talking about uh, Garikov, um, you know, for for uh, the Blue Jackets as a defenseman, and Luke Shen, um, also you know from from Vancouver so Chris, that we've been talking about trying to get as so left shot defenseman. Need, so do you think they need a defenseman, or do you need somebody like the kid from St. Louis that you mentioned the first one who can play di across the line three different positions? He's big, he's strong, no. he can give you some versatility. What would you What would you rather see them go after? I mean, I I'd rather have um, I'd rather have the defenseman. I'd rather have Shan. I'd and I know you've been guy, high on the kid uh, from Vancouver. I do. I really like him. Um, it'll cost a little bit more, you know, to get him, but I think. And even if you wanted this, Babashev, it's going to cost a second-round pick, and they don't have one until 2025. No, so I'm not sure if, you know, I'm not sure if Blues are willing to take two, three, a few threes or whatever. But for Shen, that's the guy I want. He's 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 that. He's got the proper shot. He's tough. We talked about all the hits. Um, and so those are the moves they have to make. So, no, defense, Mark, for them. 
Defense. Okay, yeah, and I agree, Chris, because I think if Boston's going to get beat, it's going to be in the Eastern Conference by a Tampa or a Carolina. As you mentioned, Chris, the Western Conference, they've been beaten. If we get to the Cup, I think we'll win it. But it's going to be getting out of the East that's going to be the, the, the... that's going to be what's going to be the difficult part because the East, I believe, has teams that match up against the Bruins that give us trouble. Yeah, and how are we going to be rested by by the end of the season? Well, that's uh, the other thing, Chris. You're going to have to rest these guys. They're older. Because they can't afford the injuries, you know, and they're no. going to need the brusque back too. They need the brusque back to be able to get Pasternak down on the line, on the second line and put the brusque back up with Marshawn and uh, Bergeron and allow – Krejci and Pasternak to play together on that second line. I think that's the best combination that they have. So we'll see. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking about this uh, over the next several weeks. And as uh, we get into the stretch and coming to the trade deadline, Corso and Catone was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? SpecialSaucePodcast.com. Hey, listen, get on this week. Watch, listen to our shows. They're all up for you. Subscribe, hit the thumbs up. Follow us. Make sure you're listening. They're all funny, especially those Catone's comments. Make sure you come back. And uh, next week, 7 p.m. Eastern, Corso and Catone, we're going to continue to talk Bruins. We're going to talk Celtics coming out of that break and how are they going to go for their, for the stretch run. And more Patriots offseason talks about free agency that's fast approaching. Catone's comments and your heated hotline calls. Make sure you give us a call. Anything you bring to the table, we will be ready for. We are Corso and Catone. The Real Deal, New England Feel. See you next Saturday. Bye, Corso and Catone on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or wherever you podcast. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Corso and Catone, and catch the chaos at 7 p.m. on Saturday.